90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, that's us. How you doing, Kel? I am fantastic. Sharon and Adam, how are each of you individually? I'm great. Hopefully I'm better than Sharon. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. I'm doing pretty okay. good, thank you. <laughs> awesome. We are on a roll. Season 9, I believe this is show 7 or 8 that's happening right show now. Show number so. 8. That's what it is. That's, wow. I like that Adam keeps tabulations on things. I do. No hiatus for us. No, we like to keep it moving. And also a big shout out to all of our uh, followers and new followers because I was checking the stats and uh, we've had a fair amount of people tuning in. So we really appreciate that on all the different platforms, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Adam, what else is there? Apple Podcasts is one of them. And uh, Amazon Podcasts as well. Right. Amazon oh, Music, sorry, we're there. I tried Alexa. It didn't work. I was like, Alexa, play 90s now. And it didn't happen. Hmm. She's riddled with judgment. That's yeah. why. <laughs> She's stuck in this century. She forgot okay. the last century behind her. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to try it again. <laughs> she doesn't know from 90s. <laughs> so what's on tap today? We've got a lot going on, Sharon. Yeah, we got a lot to tackle, as usual, but uh, some good stuff. I think um, the ongoing... Uh, route to more comfortable in her own skin, it would seem, for Mariah Carey continues. So we'll talk about uh, some recent revelations about uh, what what it was like growing up as Mariah. On Slightly fire. less than on fire. A week can <laughs> go by and we, can't, and we don't talk about Mariah. She's in our show every week. She should be. I am proud of her. And I think that that's a funny thing to say when you don't know a person. Like, I'm mm-hmm. proud of you, but I'm I'm happy for her uh, growth as a woman, as a person. She went through some dazzling times back when uh, our, the later end of our favorite decade and certainly in, into the uh, beginning of the 2000s. Um, and in retrospect, we know that it's because uh, there was some... Um, you know, need for things to be more calmed down. And it seems that it took a while, uh, well into the 2000 teens, but uh, she figured it out. It took a crazy New Year's rockin' Eve to, <laughs> to to bring everything back to a, a level point for her. But I think, uh, I think she's there. So we'll talk about her. Uh, we'll talk about how uh, something, at least with uh, one of our favorite artists that we talked about um, recently... Uh, <laughs> how she has something huge in common with our own Kelly Alexander. So we'll talk about Alanis Ooh. Morissette too. Um, <laughs> plotting the uh, the rest of her days, which makes it sound like Shannon Doherty's days are numbered. Uh, and technically they are. So are mine. So are yours. Yep. Uh, and, and as far as Shannon Doherty goes, uh, she's got a lot of days ahead of her. So um, she's got some work to do, though. I think it's going to be in a while from now. Uh, but also, uh, Noel Gallagher has an opinion about something. So that's not exactly news, but <laughs> we'll talk you. about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw, so as we record this, uh, it is the release date of Mariah Carey's brand new memoir, The Meaning of Mariah. And I am so stoked. I actually did the pre-download for it to come to my Kindle. So Ooh. I can't wait to dive into this business. But I watched the um, interview that Oprah did with her on the weekend that they launched it on Sunday, I think it was, or overnight Saturday, something like that. And it's on. You can get it too, Sharon, because I think you have a recent iPhone, so you must have the Apple Plus business. Yes. Yep. So I think it's called Conversations with Oprah or something like that. Um, so I, I watched it. It was like an hour and 13 minutes or something. I watched all of it. And so they were talking about, the, the book and they, they delved into her marriage with Tommy Matola and how nutty that was with regards to him basically cutting her off from the rest of the planet. They talked about um, 
her marriage to Nick Cannon, and then a lot as well about her relationship with her mother, who she doesn't refer to as mom, but as Patricia. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't refer to her siblings. I think they're called her ex. I think she actually physically calls them something like my ex-sister and my ex-brother. Oh, wow. Uh, Morgan and Allison, who I don't believe she's in communication with. Um, and it sounds like she does. I think I feel like she pays her mother's way. I feel like that's going on. Mm-hmm. I got that, too, from what I read. Yeah. So but yeah, it was uh, it was really interesting to watch. And uh, I love them so much. And it was it was a really good conversation. So if you do have access to Apple Plus TV, I think it, it is. Uh, take a take a look. And as you mentioned off the top, Sharon, um, Mariah is so or is in such a good place, I find, like mentally now. She just seems like she's handling everything and she's putting things in the right place. And I'm super excited for her. And also, I'm sure you saw in the news also in the last 24 hours or so, she had written a grunge album. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Why wow. did she do that? So she had a grunge album that she was working on in the 90s, and it sounds like it was like a side project that uh, I don't think she ever intended to release it, but she was, I think she was almost like having like an alter ego. So when she was doing her pop stuff, this allowed her to kind of get out some aggression. Wow. Sort of like Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines. Exactly. Except I don't think she had the bad toupee like he did. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) But definitely check it out, because if you go to her Twitter account, she actually tweeted out um, like a, about a 15 second clip of her singing this grungy kind of sound and somebody else is singing with her because she actually credits some singer who I, I don't recognize the name, but it sounds like this person was working on it with her. So they were like harmonizing and stuff. But yeah, you, you can't even really tell that it's Mariah. It's crazy. And that's cool. And you know, the truth of it is that no one would have accepted it knowing it was her. Oh, yeah. Trying to do something different. Certainly her record company would not have supported that. Yeah. And it would have been a really tough sell for for fans to accept that maybe their favorite artists wanted to do something a little different. They always do, mm-hmm. right? There's always like a, oh, they've really taken a departure from what we're used to. <laughs> like they're artists. So it's not surprising. She's written hundreds of songs that she would want to maybe try something different just for her own creativity. Yeah, exactly. And also, are you going to read the book? Like her book? I j- well, yeah, I think I will. I think you really need to because it sounds like it's really amazing. And also... Uh, this is a part I didn't know until Oprah brought it up, but apparently, or not apparently, there's certain songs that are, are explained in this book, like the meaning behind them, the actual meaning behind them. Oh, cool. So I'm really looking forward to it because I think she even mentions like there's like a whole, I, th- I think she said there was like many songs written about or influenced by her time with Derek Jeter. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to knowing, like, what some of these amazing songs really meant in the background. Kelly, you'll have to give us your review of the book next week. Yeah, i got to have a lot of reading to do. Oh, (laughs) I'm sure you'll be able to get it done in a week. I'll get it done. Oh I'm still gosh. trying to read my my Wham book. Did I tell or the Andrew Andrew Ridgely book? I, I think oh I told no, you. cool. So he's really it's a really good book too. I just haven't. Yeah. I think we're still in the childhood phase. So I have I have lots to to read and and so little time really is what it is. <laughs> but I I do have the ability to read your trivia questions for this week. So. Ooh, nice segue, Ooh. Kel. Bring it on. Uh, yeah. Here we <laughs> go. Nineties <laughs> now trivia. Bing bong. <laughs> so, if memory serves, um, Sharon is annihilating Adam a seven to nothing. Who is surprised? Well, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to make a, a joke about how memory serving totally 
fits what we have to do for this trivia. Our memory has to serve us. Now that yeah. I've made that very clever remark, yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm betting I'm not going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think what we'll do is, I guess maybe we'll see who goes to, what, like 10 points, and then we'll restart. Should we do that? Yes. What are you, afraid of counting so high? Well, I can keep counting. I just don't want to, like, let Adam get downtrodden. It's funny, though. I don't <laughs> It's mind. funny. You're okay. All right. We'll keep going. If we go 37 <laughs> with nothing, that would be really hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. All right. So here is uh, question number one for this week. And again, Sharon leading a seven to nothing, seven Ooh. to nil, one might say. Uh, your names are your buzzers. And Sharon. Quest- question number one, Adam, Adam. Adam, Adam. Right. It's working. Here we go. Shadow. Uh, which member of the Backstreet Boys is on this season's Dancing with the Stars? Adam. Sharon. Oh, so close. But Wait, you, didn't you, I we heard do yes this first. question a few weeks ago? I did not. Are you sure? Did I? No, I feel like I, I wouldn't have done that. I had a I had a I had an NSYNC question. Oh, am I, I mixing up NSYNC and Backstreet Boys? Oh shoot. Oh, oh I, I don't I feel like I didn't. Anyways, who said her name first? Sharon. I think Sharon I heard said it slightly before I did. Go Sharon. <laughs> so AJ McLean? Correct. No, we did that question. We did that Are question. Are you sure? All right, well, then yeah. I'll come up with it. You know why? It's That's because the I only saw... reason I know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> We've covered the subject matter. Uh, well, then, actually, here's another Dancing with the Stars question, and, and this also works. So which basketball star from the New York Knicks in the 90s was the first um, contestant kicked off Dancing with the Stars last week? Sharon? Go, Sharon. Total guess. Larry Ewing. <laughs> Except it's Patrick Ewing. That's what I meant. I combined my bird and my Ewing. Any guess? Uh, I have no idea. I did not watch uh, Dancing with the Stars. So Charles Oakley, who was a player for the New York Knicks in the 90s, he was such a great player. He was bounced off. And also, as of this recording, uh, they finally, as they should have, uh, got rid of Carol Baskin. So thank you. Oh, they did get rid of her. Yeah, I think they probably would have hoped to keep her a little bit longer, but... Was she any good? Did you saw the show? I did not see any of it. I saw, I've seen clips of AJ. That's okay. basically he must be great. Oh, he's he's for sure amazing. And I don't, and it's funny because I follow him on social media, and it's interesting now because he went on this like fitness journey. I want to say like three or four months ago, and so clearly he was getting in shape for this mm-hmm. because he he start. I think he started right around March or something. He's like, you know, I'm going to take this time because I'm at home and I'm going to get myself together. And then and he was already not terrible but i think he had a bit of like dad bod going on like minorly oh like like maybe needing to lose maybe 10 pounds like nothing crazy right but now he's like lean and ripped and the whole thing so he's uh he's good to go uh, all right what so happens when uh, when your shoulders are back and you don't realize that your yeah. it's a little bit out also <laughs> and it's not even specific to dads but it's yeah yeah sometimes i feel i have it yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number two. What year did Ace of Bass release their hit song, The Sign? Sharon? Uh, go, Sharon. At 93? You, Sharon. Ooh. Go, girl. I was yeah. about to Boom. say 92. <sighs> uh, yeah, so they released it. It came out in September, I believe, in the UK, and then it was uh, of 93, and then it was dropped in the US in December of 1993. So. Hmm. And was The Sign the first single off that? It was, I think so. I think that was their first big one. And then remember they had like, uh, in 98, they had Cruel Summer and like they had a bunch of. That was a great, Cruel Summer, their take on that was really good. I remember yeah. All That She Wants. Oh, it's all, another baby. Yeah. All she wants is another baby. And it didn't mean that she wanted to have more children. She just wanted another guy. That sounds I accurate. I guess that she was going to call baby. Yeah. I liked yeah. that song a lot. All That She Wants. That was a good one. 
Wasn't that the one where it was like, da, 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 da. Like, did that had that like weird flute sound? Wasn't that the... I just remember the video oh. where it seemed like she was holed up in an apartment, looking out the window, watching another baby. <laughs> now I'm going to have to watch that, that video. Um, and then it'll uh, never leave your mind. It'll never leave it, me again. Um, so that's so, so now we are at 8 nil for Sharon. No, we Ooh. are at 9 nil. No, because no. She, didn't get, she didn't get Charles Oakley. Oh, that, oh that's right. Whew. Yeah. Whew. I made up a new name. Whew. Yeah, Larry, 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 Larry Ewing. Ewing. <laughs> Whoever the hell that is. <laughs> uh, so where are we going next, Sharon? Well, I, we did a tease on Alanis Morissette and how she has something gigantically in common with our very own uh, Kelly Alexander, and that is her love of Tegan and Sarah. Ooh. Also no. true. I mean, everybody loves Tegan and Sarah because they're yeah. great, but uh, Alanis Morissette got a spell put on her by Janet Jackson. Uh, when I read this, I literally kind of squealed a little bit. I, I did, because I... <laughs> I just was like, I already love Alanis, and now I love her so much more. Like, I just... she's in your little cult, is that She's why? in my Janet Jackson <laughs> cult. And I really hope that, like, the news has gotten back to Janet, because I don't know that she... Like, I don't know that they've met. Like, maybe, but I don't... She, she's never said that. I've never seen them at an award show together. But I would hope now that Janet <laughs> I think knows. if anybody would know, it would be you. It, and I should know this, but I, I don't. So I really hope that Janet... Because I feel like Janet would be would love this. And you know who also loves Janet, by the way? And it's like a mutual love fest, is um, Stevie Nicks. And they were both inducted into the Hall of Fame together. So, nice. So that's cool. But yeah, so Alanis actually said um, in this article I was reading that she has uh, a lot of love for Tegan and Sarah, again, who are Canadian um, singers, and they're awesome, and they're twins, and all that good they're stuff. They're really, and really good. Really, really good. And then uh, she happened to mention that she went to a concert in her teenage years. I want to say she said like around 15 or so. Yep. yep. And then... Um, she was with her manager at the time, and she saw Janet's concert, and then she said, I pretty much know now what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I just think that's amazing, because I don't think anyone would ever picture Alanis loving Janet, so this is so cool. Well, it's neat because I think that uh, songwriters, artists, you know, find a, uh, a common bond with someone doing what they kind of think they wanted to do. And then at 15, it's such a pivotal time mm-hmm. in, uh, in a person's life, but a, a, a songwriter, an aspiring songwriter, and she was... Was she her pop star self at that point? She was on her way to being that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of cool. It's not surprising either, in my opinion, that uh, that Janet and Stevie Nicks are, uh, you know, have a mutual admiration going either for the same reasons. You, I think you're you're creative. Your output is your music, and uh, you have similar experiences with uh, mm-hmm. performing that music and how it's received. And it's a tough game, that's for sure. You know what I I, I love about Janet too, and is, is and I'm I'm not sure if you've picked up on this, Sharon, but obviously she translates well with so many different um, groups of fans, right? Like whether it's um, her African American community or if it's like white girl like me from Canada, you know, like she just translates really well. But it, what I also love is that it just seems like so many artists, whether it's in her um, R and B community or or. Like there's so many people love her and just think she's mm-hmm. cool. And I, because you don't often hear that. You don't often have a universal artist that so many people just think is like a cool person and they, they like her, you know? Yeah. Love Janet. It Anyways, cool. moving um, on. <laughs> well, moving on. Uh, just to say that uh, we spoke about Shannon Doherty and how yep. uh, basically what the article implies with what her desire to do is. Uh, with the re- her remaining days implies that they might be numbered. And I quickly said before that, yeah, all of our days are numbered. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shannon Doherty happens to be battling um, stage four cancer. Mm. 
uh, and said that she wants to uh, leave letters or video messages for her loved ones, but she's not ready to do that right now because she yeah. thinks that she's good to go for another 10 to 15 years, which is yeah. great. Yeah. It's good to have a healthy uh, outlook on on yourself, you know, especially while you're um, you're courageously trying to get through a, a cancer, a cancer and the treatments that come with that. Would you know, Sharon, because I'm not versed in this enough, even though my mom did have breast cancer um, and thankfully got over it. But I, like if you were stage four, is it like for sure terminal for you? Like, do you know? Well, that? Not always. It, okay. it is. Uh, you're in it's totally high risk. And that's, you know, a, a much more dangerous spot to be in than a stage one or two, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't it's not. uh it's just a tougher road, I think. Yeah, because I wish they conclusive. had a quantified that. Because in a couple, because now it's been a couple of articles I've read on Shannon, like this new one that I sent to you guys today, and then a couple of months ago, I think when she first announced that she had stage four, and nowhere in any of these articles did I see that like like I knew it was obviously not the best place to be in, in in stage four, but nowhere did they say like she still has a chance. So I've been like emotional about it for a while because like I felt like she's screwed, you know. Well I, well, I think that uh, everybody gets scared of the word cancer, right? right. Period. I think that if if, uh, if I were in a position to have her ear, I wouldn't wait, even if I were uh, of completely good health, to if I wanted to make sure the people that I, uh, that I loved knew how I felt about them. I think we have to act like every day is our last. Yeah, that's fair. Tell them now. Tell them now. Tell them now. So um, talking also about Noel Gallagher and that he mm-hmm. has an opinion... Shock of all shocks. He's uh, recently <laughs> said, and it's not even news, right? Like because he's also he's often talked about his opinion on the future of rock and roll and how it's, you know, expletive crap and it's not good and et cetera. Yeah. Um, he just thinks we're heading down the wrong road if if the uh, keys to the kingdom are in the hands of a Taylor Swift or a, who was the other? Oh, Ed, Ed Sheeran, Sheeran right? Yeah. yeah. Well, things have changed, that's for sure. And no, he also went on to say there'd never be another David Bowie or a Mark Bolin. These are like pioneers of rock and roll when it was going in a different direction. So he, he might want to cut uh, cut them some slack. Yeah, I, I thought he used it. He's so over the top sometimes with his comments. Obviously, him and Liam are just ridiculous most of the time. And yep. it's just like, I don't know, you don't have to like Taylor. You don't have to like Ed, but don't say that they're useless, you know? Like well, especially that's his thing, though. He says it about any everybody. He says it about his own family members at yeah. times. Yeah, right? and did you so, see if you actually read to the the bottom of the article, I'd forgot this, but he had actually trashed Adele a few years ago too, saying that her music. music is for grannies. I'm like, <laughs> and then right away, I just wanted to find him and bop him on the head. Like, who doesn't? I mean, you don't have to like adore Adele, but you can't deny that her vocals are ridiculous and her songs. And, are and super you know what? Well-crafted. The truth is, grannies would like her. Yes, exactly. She's non-offensive. <laughs> yeah. She's so what he's saying is often not uh, not false. Yeah. Yeah. And it's oh, his opinion. No. And these some of the best debates come from uh, with, you know, arguing over music and what's good and what's not. That's part yeah. of the fun of it, I think. Um, so um, what's so, your yeah. big top two today? The big top two sort of to tie it all in mm-hmm. uh, for Noel Gallagher, who himself doesn't consider uh, himself to be a rock star, which it's a funny twist of humility there. <laughs> yeah. Because um, <laughs> I think he's a pretty big rock star. Yeah. I figured we'd do a top two. Mm-hmm. Give me your top two favorite songs from Oasis. Mm. Adam, would you like to start? I can't start because I love Oasis. <laughs> you um, can't just pick two? <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'll go okay. for <laughs> uh, Live Forever. 
Ooh, uh-huh. nice. Yeah. Um, Uchalov, and we, we, I discovered that song really recently. We started playing that song on the radio I, I uh, work for. I know we used to always play the same Oasis songs, and we started playing that song, and I was like, oh, this is really good. I love it. And uh, my all-time favorite would have to be Don't Look Back in Anger. Oh, yeah. Nice. I love nice that song. That's very good. I feel nice like, um, and Adam, correct me if I'm wrong, but you work for the French station uh, where we live in Montreal. Yeah. And uh, I One feel like a lot of French Francophones stations. really like Oasis. <laughs> is that true? Um, it is a really popular uh, rock band within Francophones. That's what I figured. Yes. Yeah, okay. totally. Very nice. Um, so my songs would be Supersonic. Nice. And also, and I know I sound just like some fair weather pop person, but I I really love Champagne Supernova. Like I just mm-hmm. do. So well, so you know what? It that's a no, no answer is a wrong answer. By the way, to anybody who wants to share their top two from Oasis with us, there's no wrong answer. Your favorites are your favorites, and they might be two today, two different tomorrow. Yeah. So go easy on yourself. Um, that album, what's the story? Morning Glory, from which uh, Champagne Supernova comes, and Don't Look Back in Anger's on that one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of my favorite songs are from that album, and I love the first album. Mm-hmm. I love the second album. Third and third is okay. Fourth, whatever. <laughs> but I, I sort of really I latched on to uh, what's the story? Morning Glory. So okay. uh, the title track is probably one of my favorite songs of the '90s. Period. So Morning Glory is just such a great rocker. Mm-hmm. Um, and some might say also on that album is very. It's got like a slow burning Beatles quality to it. Love it, and it's crunch like great big crunchy guitars. I love that too. So. Those are my hmm. top two from Oasis. Good choice, Sharon. Thanks. Thanks, Kel. <laughs> thanks, you guys. Anything you'd like to say to our audience before we bounce? Well, you know what? I'm thanking you guys. I'll thank them for listening, as always. Uh, finding us wherever you do. We uh, outlined all your options at the start of the show. Uh, but ultimately, wherever you're listening and you're listening straight through, we appreciate that very much. And if you're inclined to pass the info on to your friends thanks for doing that you'll find us on all kinds of social media platforms if you want to reach out um and uh, yeah thank you very much for listening to uh 90s now still happening bye guys Bye-bye. bye bye